Hi, I'm Dominic Insinius, leader of The Heart. I want to welcome you to The Heart Podcast. Thank you for letting us be a small part in your journey of faith. I hope this message today encourages you and strengthens you. Big things can happen when we expect God to move, so I pray today that God would speak to you through this message. We, uh, we're in the middle of a message series called Redefined. And what we've been doing for the last couple of weeks is taking a few, a few concepts that are a part of our faith, maybe a part of the way we operate in our life, maybe a part of society, and have looked to see how we can redefine those concepts, how we can redefine those words, and how redefining things that we used to think, redefining things that we used to believe, is very much in line with the Jewish culture throughout the Bible that we're able to see, and very much in line with a lot of the ways that Jesus talked and some of the things that Jesus did. Jesus was constantly redefining things for the people that he was talking to on what, you know, what they used to believe. There's this whole thing that he goes through where he's almost addressing the Ten Commandments. He said, you, you've, heard it, you've heard it said this. You've heard it said to not commit murder, but I am saying don't even be angry with one another. Right? Don't call people an idiot. He said, you, you've heard it said don't commit adultery. I'm going to say don't even look at another person in lust. So Jesus was constantly redefining some of the things that people said, well, this is what we're supposed to believe. This is how we're supposed to act. This is how we are supposed to do things when it comes to our faith. And Jesus would take the time to redefine those things. So I want to ask a question for you, for myself. When is the last time we took time to redefine some of the things in our faith? It's not very often. It's not very common. And it's not very popular. Because one, one of our favorite things about faith, one of our favorite things about religion, and I'm not talking about everyone specifically, but kind of in general, is the certainty of it, right? One of our favorite things about faith, if, uh, about our religion, about spirituality, is the certainty that we have, the certainty of who God is, the certainty of what we can do and say, the certainty of what we believe. So I'm not asking you to stop believing what you believe. I'm not even asking you to change what you believe. What I'm asking for you and for myself, this is not something I put on you. This is something I'm in this with you. I'm asking for you and for myself to maybe, are there some things that could be redefined? When I was growing up, did anybody grow up with a brother or sister? Anybody grow up with a brother or sister? Okay. Does anybody have, uh, I'm an older, I'm an older brother in everything that entails. Um, so did any, who was the oldest in the family? The oldest. Okay. Okay. So as the oldest, obviously smarter, better, right? We get it. Um, as the oldest, I thought as the oldest, when things, it was, it was always a battle of what's fair, Right. Here's your younger brother, your younger sister, that they have more or less than you. You look at the bowls of cereal like, hey, I need to write a letter to my congressman. This doesn't seem right. Or congresswoman, geez, Louise, sorry. Um, this doesn't seem right. This doesn't seem fair. You know, we break a candy bar in half. Who's got the bigger piece? I was always very concerned with that. But see, here's what I would, I would think. You know what I used to do, y'all? This is so terrible. Um, if me and my brother, uh, we would both get a meal, McDonald's or whatever, 
and I would hurry up and finish my fries. I don't. Maybe you've told this story before. I would hurry up and finish my fries, and then offer my brother uh, if he wanted the rest of my fries, and then he would say yes, and I would hand him an empty <laughs> fry box. <laughs> Got him. And it was funny until my parents would say, "All right, now give him the rest of your Big Mac," and then it backfired. So I knew the next time I had to do that prank, I had to wait for my parents not to be around. So just learning, you know, learning, figuring things out, learning what's fair. But fair, justice, that's what I want to talk about today. I want to talk about justice, how maybe you and I can redefine justice. Because my brother has a bigger bowl of cereal than me. There has been an injustice in the world. If my brother gets a new pair of shoes and I don't, there has been an injustice in the world and the balances of cosmic eternity have been tipped. And until I get my pair of Nikes, then the balances can be realigned. That, to me, is what justice was, unless, unless. Even growing up as an older brother, and you don't have to be an older sibling to get this, you definitely get this as a younger sibling too. Justice would be redefined. Because as I would get older, I would think, well, I'm a little bit older, I'm a little bit bigger, I'm a little bit wiser, so it makes sense to me to get an extra helping of mashed potatoes than my brother, because I'm older. I'm, I, I'm a growing boy, still, somehow. <laughs> I'm an older I'm an older brother, so I should get a little bit more. That's fair. But from my brother's, my brother's perspective, my little brother, he said, well, that doesn't seem fair. Why does he have more than me? And then we enter into a, a deep philosophical conversation. And we would have this conversation over Facebook in the comments back and forth. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Ooh, topical. Too hot, too hot. So what was fair? Was it fair for me to get more because I, maybe I was hungrier, <laughs> right? I just finished football practice or basketball practice. My brother was finishing theater or whatever he was doing. And I, th- you know, I would think, okay, well, I, 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 I expended a lot of calories today. I need some more food. Another helping of mashed potatoes. It seemed fair to me. So how do we know what's fair? When it comes to justice, it doesn't seem like it's difficult to define. Justice doesn't seem very difficult to define. Justice means getting what you deserve, right? I know, I know it's so lame and so gossip and so drama belly, but I have just been entranced by Johnny Depp versus Amber Heard. I, I have just been, I mean, too much, you know what I mean, to an unhealthy level where I'm watching it live, you know, while I'm working on Friday, watching the closing arguments. It's bad, y'all. So I'm so thankful that it's over, so it's out of my life. But I'm on pins and needles waiting to see what happens. Anybody else? Is anybody else brave enough to? Okay, a few. All right, all right. It's even worse that my wife is also, because we're like back and forth at the end of the night, like, okay, let's get on TikTok. Let's see what the latest is. Between prayers, I mean, there's Bible study, a little bit of TikTok, then we pray all night, so you guys get it. What is justice? Watching a trial case or watching a movie where there's a trial in it, justice means, okay, who needs to get what they deserve? That is justice. Even 
listed back in the Old Testament. Justice is defined as if someone gets, if someone's cattle gets killed, then you will kill that other person's cattle that killed theirs. Justice. An eye for an eye. Tooth for a tooth. That is justice. And then, and then, Jesus comes along and redefines what justice means. If you mess up, if you do something wrong, the justice for that is you pay for that mistake. If you're late, you're fired. I don't know, in, in one of your jobs. You pay for the mistake that you made. That is justice. But what if we redefined what justice meant? What if justice was more than just getting what you deserve? In fact, if you're taking notes, write this down. Justice is getting what you deserve, but Jesus redefines justice as getting more than you deserve. I want to read a, a couple uh, verses today from different parts of the Bible. And it's, it's not hard to look for the, the different ways that justice and fairness and all those things show up in the Bible, Old Testament and New Testament. But there are so many stories in the New Testament of Jesus teaching a redefinition of justice. The very foundation of Christianity could be summed up as forgiveness, right? Restoration. Forgiveness does not align with justice. Justice says, I'd like to forgive you, but here's the rules. I'd like to forgive what you did, but the law says this. And I'm not saying there's anything wrong with having our laws. But Jesus says we're going to redefine what justice means. I'm not talking about the law and not the law. I'm talking about justice that comes from in here. So one of the verses I want to read to you is actually in the book of Luke. Now, let me set the scene for you if you're not familiar with the Bible. Uh, Jesus, he does his, he does his tour, his ministry tour. <laughs> He's got Hillsong United opening for him. You know, it's a whole big thing. He's got a band. No, Jesus is doing, he's, he's doing his, his teaching, his preaching, he, he's baptizing people, he's doing all these amazing things. And then at the end, he's too much, he's too much for the religious power of the time. And they say, we got to get rid of this guy. He's causing too much trouble, trouble, he's getting a lot of followers, and they're just throwing religion out the window, and they're doing whatever they want. They're loving people and forgiving people, and we just can't have that. We have laws, we have rules that need to be followed. And so, this is a spoiler alert, if you haven't read the Bible before, Jesus goes, they're going to kill him. And so he goes to the cross, that's how, they, that's how they killed people that they wanted to humiliate, they would put them up on a cross. And Jesus is up on a cross, and the story goes that there is a thief on this side of him, also on a cross, and then a thief on the other side of him, also on a cross. So this is the scene. Jesus is on a cross in the middle. And supposedly these three men are getting what they deserve. Justice. They are getting what they deserve. According to the trumped up charges and the law and the law at the time, these three men were getting what they deserved. They were getting justice. So one of the, uh, uh, one of the, one of the, one of the thieves on one side 
And I forgot my Bible today. I always tell you guys, you don't need your Bible because we're going to have it on the screen. So I'm going to take advantage of that today. The thief on this side, he starts talking a little trash. He says, Jesus, if that is your name, if you're the Messiah, if you're the Savior, why don't you save yourself and save us from this whole deal? Come on. Make with the miracles, miracle boy. And then the thief on the other side, he says, don't you know who this is? This is the Messiah. This is the Savior. And this is Luke 23, 42 through 43. This is the thief over here. He said, then he said, Jesus, I beg of you, show me grace and take me with, it, with you into your everlasting kingdom. And Jesus responded, look at this, how fair this is. I promise you, this very day, you will enter into paradise with me. What did this guy do to deserve paradise with Jesus? What did he do? I submit nothing. <laughs> he didn't do anything. Except ask, will you take me with you? And Jesus said, hey, I like the way you think. Let's go. This is a redefinition. In my opinion, the way I'm looking at this, this is a redefinition of what heaven's justice look like. Because the law's justice, humanity's justice, our justice says, no, 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 you don't get to go to paradise. I don't think so, buddy. You've been thieving your whole life. We caught you red-handed. I don't know what happened. I wasn't at this man's trial. But over here, he was like, I, 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 he's up here on a cross. And obviously, he was meant to be humiliated for whatever he had done. And all of a sudden, he just happens to be crucified on the same day as Jesus. And he gets now, he now gets to spend eternity in paradise with Jesus. That does not seem like justice to me. Not the kind of justice that humanity has lived it's life by. Not the kind of justice, that's not the kind of eye for eye, tooth for tooth kind of justice that we know about. No, no, no. You pay for your mistakes. That's the justice we know. The justice we, we know very well. But maybe, maybe Jesus is redefining what justice means. Because our justice says, you did this, and now you deserve this. And Jesus said, you did this, and you deserve this, but I've got a different plan for you. I'm going to offer love. I'm going to offer hope. I'm going to offer forgiveness. See, this love, hope, forgiveness, grace, and mercy, these things redefine what justice even means to the person offering those things. When it comes to Justice, justice may have meant doing what's fair, but a redefined justice, you write this down if you're taking notes or take a photo or forget it all and just live your life, I don't care either way. Old justice is about what's fair. New justice, redefined justice is, a, is about what is right. But that's so blurry, that's so gray. What is right? Who defines what's right? You, God, your wife, your husband, your parents, who defines what's right? I don't know. <laughs> that's where we get to grow into our faith. That's where we get to figure things out together because sometimes, sometimes, I'll go back to me and my brother. 
Sometimes he needed an empty fry box. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes that was justice for the shenanigans that he would pull. Sometimes. Sometimes he needed that empty fry box. And then sometimes that was not justice. That was not morally right. It wasn't even fun to give an empty fry box. And now, and maybe I'm paying for it 20 years later, 30 years later, out of my guilt. But now when I see my brother, it is my pleasure to buy him food, to buy him a meal when we go out. I love to do it. I feel like this feels right to me. Is that justice? I don't know. I'm not saying it is or it isn't. But what I'm saying is, is that we can redefine what we see as the right thing to do. We can redefine what we see as the right thing to do. I want to read one more scripture. This is John 3.16. Maybe you heard of it before. You probably have at least seen that reference. Well, let's read what it is. This is out of the Passion Translation. It says this, For here is the way God loved the world. He gave his only unique son as a gift. So now everyone who believes in him will never perish but experience everlasting life. Hold that right there for a second. In the old days... Before Jesus came along, there were very specific ways to follow God, and there was very specific people who could follow God. There were very specific ways to talk to God, and only specific people who could talk to God. And now, and now, seemingly every single wall between you and a God who you, that you are told loves you, seemingly every single wall and barrier between you and this God has been broken, and all that is necessary is to believe in Jesus. It doesn't say follow Jesus. It doesn't say make sure you sign the terms and conditions. <laughs> if you believe in Jesus, that just doesn't seem fair. But to God, this does seem like justice. Is it fair that all you have to do is believe? I don't know if it is or not. It doesn't seem fair. It seems like you should have to do something Seems like you should have to at least put in some work because that's the way our world works. But not according to God. Heaven's justice doesn't say you need to put in work. Heaven's justice says, come on in. Second chance, third chance, I got you. I'm so good at holding a grudge. Is anyone else good at holding a grudge? Okay, I'm so good. I'll hold a grudge. I'm trying to think who I have the longest grudge with trying to think it's probably some sports player <laughs> you know how it is or maybe you don't if you there's this one player you probably never heard of him he is so obscure you might know Michael Jordan I don't know if you heard of him or not I hold yeah the goat supposedly to some people who are misguided <laughs> I hold such a grudge But what if I could redefine, oh, this is hard. What if I could redefine? What if I could look at people around? Because that's what it comes to, is when it comes to justice, here's what I want you to do. The way that I look at people who say that Michael Jordan is the GOAT, and I'm picking a very soft topic. I'm sure there's a lot of the hot topics in your life currently going on right now where it's easy to look at people and say, I don't like the way you think. And the way you think is not justice. The way you think is not right. So what I want you to take away from this is something that you need to think about. 
Who are the people in your life that you look at and easily disagree with? Next week, we're going to talk about how we redefine enemies. I really want you to hear that one. But what is justice? Is justice looking at the people who think that Michael Jordan is maybe possibly one of many goats? If you don't know, goat means greatest of all time. And there's a slight debate in the sports world and basketball. I don't mean to dump my, da my damage on you, but here it comes. If I can redefine what justice might be. See, because redefining justice, this last thing I want you to write down, redefining justice also redefines the way that we see people seeking justice. Because I am in the firm camp that LeBron James is the greatest of all time basketball. That's just my opinion. I mean, it's a fact, but, you know, to enter into conversation with people, I just tell them it's an opinion. <laughs> you see my problem? <laughs> so if this is what I believe. Now hear me, this is bigger than basketball. Not many things are, but this is. If I'm in the firm camp that this is what I believe, so anyone else trying to make, uh, trying to make a case that maybe Jordan is, or that maybe Kobe Bryant is, too soon. Maybe too soon for Kobe. But what if I'm so firm in my stance that LeBron James is the GOAT that I can't even hear what someone might have to say about Michael Jordan? Do you see where I'm going with this? Can you see how this is maybe past a little bit of basketball? What if you're so firm in your stance that LeBron James is the GOAT, your words, not mine, I would never, I would never say that you would say that. What if we're so firm in our stance that we can't even see where someone else is coming from? So here's what I want you to do this week. I want you to redefine what justice is because when you redefine justice as not being this for that, you did this and now you're owed that. I want you to redefine justice as maybe there is some grace and hope to be offered because that's what Jesus said. When Jesus said, my people, these people, when Jesus looked at humanity, when Jesus looked at people around him, he said, these people need justice, and justice didn't mean they need to be punished. Justice meant they need to be offered mercy and grace, and that's what he did. The whole reason he went to the cross was to offer himself up as a sacrifice, was to say, I am forgiving humanity. Forgiveness is offered to humanity through my actions, and that is what justice looks like to me. So where in your life are you so firm on your stance? See, sometimes we're so firm in our stance because we don't want people to change our mind. Well, I'm not asking you to have your mind changed. I'm asking you to connect with the human beings around you that may think differently with you. We pray, we pray for people who think that Michael Jordan is the GOAT. I pray for them nightly. But what if we allowed ourselves to redefine what justice looks like and see people and see people over here that think differently from us and say, okay, well, maybe I can see why they think that. I don't agree. I don't agree, but I can see why they think that. And I can appreciate where they're coming from on that. And maybe we agree with each other in other areas. Maybe there's an acceptance there if we're willing, if you and I are willing to offer a little bit of grace.
I wonder how differently our relationships would look. I wonder how, how much lighter we would walk around, how much healthier we would feel emotionally, spiritually, physically, mentally, if we were able to say, maybe, just maybe, I can see where they are coming from, why someone would think that, even if I don't. And just that little bit of offering grace, of offering mercy, can help us redefine what justice looks like in our life. If you could, I want you to close your eyes and bow your heads. I want to pray with you this morning. God, thank you so much for the opportunity to get together to love each other. I pray that with everything that we have going on in our life, all the different ideas we have swimming in our head, all the issues that are close to our heart, I pray that as we connect with the people around us this week, that we would allow ourselves to redefine what justice looks like, that we would allow ourselves to offer love, to offer hope, to offer grace, to offer grace when it's not earned, to offer hope when it's not deserved, to offer love when it's not reciprocated. I pray that we would be the kind of people that offer these things the way that Jesus offered it to us. We thank you for that and we pray that in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for listening to The Heart Podcast. At The Heart, we like to say you don't have to go to church here to go to church here. That means you are already part of the community just by listening to the message today. If today's message connected with you, we want to invite you to share it with someone who may benefit from it. We would love to be a part of your journey of faith. Please visit us online at www.theheart.church forward slash next to see what your next step may be. And if you live near San Marcos, Texas, we would like to invite you to visit us in person this Sunday morning at 10 a.m. at Evo Springtown. Remember to be bold this week and connect with those around you. It's how your relationships grow and how your faith grows. Mm -hmm.